Hello and welcome to the Talking and Stuff podcast. I am Tyler Brown, and you're probably thinking, Tyler, why were you away for about two weeks? Were you just being a lazy little man again? Well, no, actually. I, well, I was, but I was enjoying my Easter holiday. I got two weeks off of school. Very nice. So I thought, let's not stress about doing a podcast. Let's have that two weeks off. Let's build up some ideas, and we can come onto a new podcast and have some some new things to talk about. Haven't come up with anything really, to be honest with you. I haven't come up with anything. The Duke of Edinburgh passing away. Uh, 99. You know, not the most devastating death to die at 99. Um, you know, I heard a lot of people. Apparently, there was what about 1,000 complaints about uh, the BBC coverage of the death. I don't know why those complaints were. I do know the BBC did interrupt programming to announce the death of Prince Philip. So maybe they were thinking, oh, God, I was really enjoying that episode of EastEnders. Stacey was about to go flying down the stairs again. Bob was about to be hit by a crowbar. And a pub was about to be set on fire. But bloody Philip, why did you have to get involved? Oh, could you not wait another hour? For us to hear the dun 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 dun, you know, that's that's my rendition of the uh, EastEnders theme song. By the way, I'm not just suffering from a stroke and speech impediment. Some would say I do have uh, a speech impediment from listening to this podcast, but I can tell you that I do not. I saw the funeral. Or I saw the highlights, at least the ten minutes of highlights that are on the uh, YouTube channel for the. Royal Family YouTube channel. Yes, they do have a YouTube channel. Have yet to see the Queen vlogging her day in Ibiza, though. So I am waiting for that beautiful, beautiful day when the Queen just says, let me take off my corset. Let me just get in a bikini. Get in the sun. Relax. Have a cocktail. Have cock. And enjoy myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Prince Philip's passed away. And th- th- those seven minutes highlights were really upsetting, kind of, because... Of course, a man's died. He was 99, let's not forget. Uh, he's died. And everyone seems a bit, you know, upset, as you would be at a feudal, you know. Then None of them were whistling a happy tune. None of them were dancing. None of them were doing bat flips. The Queen did attempt one, but she ended up breaking her neck. Um, but it was, it was, you know, sad. The saddest image that came out of that uh, funeral was the Queen sitting alone Um. Or, just in the church, sitting alone, no one next to her. And she has her head bowed. She's got the face mask on and all of that. And I just went, oh. Because they were married for, what, 70 years, 73 years? That's a very, very long time. Um, and it wasn't like they sat indoors watching TV and got bored of each other. They had to follow each other around the world, going on these royal travels, you know, going around the world and opening up gyms and museums, and whatever they do, shoe shops. I'm sure they've opened up about a 1,000 shoe shops. But, you know, when you're married to a person for 73 years, of course, I don't even know. I couldn't even fathom what that's like. <laughs> my my longest relationships last about a month. So, you know, that was heartbreaking, those relationships. So, you know, I can feel the Queen's pain. But yeah, I mean, if you're her, 73 years, your husband's there, he's passed away. It is a sad event, but I'm sure she can deal with it. 
he was 99. I don't believe he died in a violent way. He certainly didn't fall down the stairs like they do in EastEnders. Can't believe the BBC would interrupt that programme just to show off this man. Could they not just put it on a bar on the bottom saying Prince Philip has passed away and everyone could get on with their day watching Bianca? Shout, Ricky! These are British references that Americans wouldn't get, uh, which I apologise for, but, you know, if you don't understand the Ricky reference, it's from this show called EastEnders that we've mentioned about 50 times on this podcast today. I seem to have an EastEnders obsession. It's from the show EastEnders where they... It's like a soap opera. I'm sure the Americans get that in their country. Uh, and you follow people around every week for about five days. I think, what, five shows a week. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And the, the thing with soap operas, they run out of ideas. They really do. EastEnders has done the same thing about 50,000 times. There's only so many times you can light the pub on fire. There's only so many times this fella can cheat on this woman. Then they get back together. Then she cheats on him. Then they break up or they kill each other in a, a violent push down the stairs or with uh, a snow globe. And he thought, oh, I'll just give her a hit over the head here. Uh, that won't hurt her. But it did. Oh, no, I've accidentally killed my wife. Not going to tell anybody. I'm going to hide. I'm going to run away. There's only so many times we could do that. Coronation Street, same problem. Emmerdale, never really watched it. Emmerdale's the most boring one. Hollyoaks and Emmerdale, the worst soaps for me. Hollyoaks is... <sighs> Hollyoaks is trash. But Emmerdale, I just find it a bit boring. It's just farmers, isn't it? EastEnders is probably the most popular. Coronation Street... EastEnders is my favourite. Uh, just because the accents, I think, are brilliant. But probably second place, Coronation Street. Um, just Coronation Street is kind of the... For me, it's like the PG version of EastEnders. It feels like a, a the daytime telly version of EastEnders. You don't get so much grittiness. I think the East End shows a lot of grittiness. Um, you know, sad characters, drunks, uh, murderers, rapists. You get all the tropes. You get all the characters. There's not one character that hasn't suffered something nasty. Whereas in Coronation Street... You know, nasty things have happened to most of the characters, but they can still have a nice cup of tea and sit down and talk about the weather. You know, what's that family in the uh, coronation? The Platts, I think, is that not them? You've got David Platt and all of that. They've suffered a great ordeal, but the mother can still sit down and talk about the lottery from yesterday. So it has that kind of innocence to it, even though you still get your murderers, your rapists. Not to such extent, which I find strange. But I guess if you're going to have a soap, you can't really rush things. And I think EastEnders has so much old tat and so many same tropes and everything happens again and again. I had to I had to stop watching EastEnders 10 years ago because I realised in the same week they've done the same things about five times. So I had to stop. Uh, Coronation Street, never really followed it. I can pop it on. Um, but that's the thing with a soap. If you miss one week, you can never really watch the show because everything is connected. There's always something going on. Sometimes you think a story, uh, a storyline has ended, continues again. You know, it's it's a strange world, a soap world. And I think it's strange that people in Britain want to watch soaps. They want to watch someone else's lives. But I guess, you know, this podcast is very much... Uh, an opening into my mind, at least, um, 
we get YouTube channels, live streamers, you know, Twitch streamers, some of them just, you know, they're on there for 12 hours a day. That's their life. A soap is a bit weirder, though, because you actually enter the house and you watch them and you watch their family and you make fun of them, you cry with them, you laugh with them. It's just, it's weird. It's weird, those kind of shows that um, enter people's lives and we want to watch it. We, I think uh, human beings do take a kind of enjoyment out of seeing people's lives deteriorate, you know? See other people failing like they failed. And some see, uh, get great, uh, a great feeling out of them succeeding. So it's, uh, it's a double-edged sword, definitely. But it's just strange. It's so strange. I, I find myself, um, yesterday I found myself going down a loophole of um, Nightmare Neighbours on Channel 5. <laughs> now, Channel 5 puts out some of the most rubbish tats that, takes advantage of disadvantaged people you know that didn't they they did benefit street that that show was bloody horrendous and how it treated people i sound like a i sound like an old man it's bloody horrendous it was it was but it, it was it it was just like god they went into the streets and it was kind of just like sticking a camera in them and saying oh tell us your story and it's just like oh and it and it wasn't it wasn't even supporting people with benefits. It was finding the worst, you know, the worst, the, the dirtiest, the, the ones that are living in poverty, and sticking a camera in their face and broadcasting it to the to the nation. And not helping them out. I never heard of a charitable act that that show did. It literally was, uh, we're gonna stick a camera in your face. Why are you gonna do that for me? What what are you gonna help me out? You're gonna give me like an award or something like that. 20, 20 quid per hour or something. No, love, no, no. Why? Well, I, I really need that 20 quid, please. No, love, listen, you better get chatting about how your granny died and this has set you off because we have a camera ready to roll. Oh, God, that didn't happen, though. Yes, it did in our world. It did, love. Come on, get on there. Get there. Stand there on that spot. What, what spot? That's what next to the dirty nappy that you left out, you fucking dirty cunt. That's how the Channel 5 people treat these people. It, it is unfair. The The GP behind closed doors is also a weird one to me. And I'm guessing that's the one where they stick a camera in the room. Not a cameraman, but they stick a camera. Uh, I guess I guess it's like a CCTV camera, but it's very much more high-quality camera. And people walk in and they're telling everything. I, I saw a guy talking about his bowels yesterday. And I just thought... I hope they do tell him that he is being filmed. And I, I I think they must. They must tell him. It must be somewhere, you know, a contract saying, talk about your dirty ass, but make sure that you know there's a camera in that corner and that at least 20 million people will be watching this tonight. Oh, all that. So, Doctor, my ass is having very much big problems. Uh, I fell on a spark and it went right up. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Can you just look at the camera while saying that? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. Channel 5 is the weirdest channel in Britain. I don't know what I got out of it yesterday, but I was enjoying it. Nightmare Neighbours Next Door, another great Channel 5 one. That one I kind of like more. That one has is actually interesting. That one, I, I think it doesn't take advantage of disadvantaged people. 
it doesn't necessarily paint people in a bad light because it shows both sides uh, of the neighbors. You know, they show the neighbor that's having the problem and they give somewhat the nightmare neighbor's perspective as well. And everyone's agreed to it. Uh, people that don't want to be on the show are not on the show. You know, they get actors in to, you know, I guess, read out written statements. And I think it doesn't take advantage of people. It just puts them on TV. And I think the problem is that these aren't actors. These aren't celebrities. This is just normal British people that actually just want to be on telly. Uh, just to be on telly. You know, just want, they just want their 15 minutes of fame. While they talk about their nightmare neighbour who shot their dog. That was one of them, actually. The, this mother and her children, I think she had about five, um, moved into this village. Uh, very much a rural area. Farmers, you know, protecting their land. And they ended up getting a dog. And the dog kept intruding onto this other man's land. And... I think after a couple of times, he, he shot the dog, which I shouldn't laugh at. But Jesus, man, he said he shot the dog because it was eating the, the chickens and the birds and the ferrets. Or ferrets, 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 what's ferrets? Jesus, I knew that was wrong when I said it. Ferrets, he's eating the ferrets. Um, which, Jesus, and uh, not even that. She got two more dogs, which... Not very smart, to be honest, after the first one got shot in the head. But she got two more dogs, and and they got shot as well. It, I, I shouldn't laugh, but it, it's not... It's just, from the farmer's perspective, what is he thinking? I mean, it's not against the law. He, he was very much in the law shooting those two dogs. Uh, three, three dogs. But it's just like, where's your morals? Where is your morals? Um, so yeah, I think Channel 5 <laughs> brings the worst out in people. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, I think, I think British people really take interest in looking into people's lives and it's, and it, I, the world does, because reality TV in America isn't any better. The Real Housewives, bloody terrible show, full of just people that want five seconds of fame, shouting at each other, calling each other names, slagging each other off. Throwing glass at each other. That's <laughs> that sounds like a ninja film now. I mean, glasses, you know, wine, pouring drinks on each other, fighting over nothing, nothing at all. Oh, you didn't show up to my party, you fucking bitch. Oh, you're a bitch, man. You didn't show up to my party. I'm gonna throw this glass of wine over you for the 50th time. Bang! And it's just like, Jesus Christ, do you know that you're getting broadcasted out to the world here? And the thing is, those real housewives, they're already rich. They don't need to be on telly for the money. They're just on it just to get that fame. I don't know how famous they do get. I don't know half of the names. They all look the same. They all wear the same dresses, have the same hair, have the same monotonous bloody shit voice. And talk the biggest load of crap any humans have ever talked. If aliens came down to the earth and they said, show us the worst of worst people that you can find. I wouldn't show them Hitler. I'd show them the real housewives of Orange County. Fucking dickheads. I, it, I hate it. Things like that. TV like that is the worst. But I got to admit, it's junk food telly, but I enjoy it. 
a lot. And that's the problem. We feed into these people. We feed into their dream. We're, we're the problem here. You know, we as people are the problem. Watching other people get taken advantage of or watching other people just get 15 minutes of fame and embarrassing themselves to the nation. They're going to have children and those children will grow up to, to see their parents on this TV show. They'll either go, Mom, you're an absolute dick for doing that show. Or they say, can you re-sign that contract? We're getting back on there. Because they want their 50 minutes of fame. It's a, it's a bad influence. But I think in the, in the time of YouTube, and in, I sound like an old man again, in the time of YouTube, back in the day, in the time of YouTube, um, there's less focus on reality TV because YouTube is the biggest form of reality TV in a way. Especially vlogs. That is, you know, it's like guerrilla form uh, of reality TV. Um, and it's, maybe that's the baddest, the worst influence that we can show, YouTube. But everyone's addicted to it, including me. And that's how I went on that big, t- <laughs> I'm going to call it breakdown yesterday as I watched a load of Channel 5 cat, just clips. Did it? And I've I got to admit, I wanted to watch the full show. I wanted to watch, because I was getting interested in it. I was getting into it. I'm the problem. I admit that. I'm the problem. Thank you very much. I'll see, I'll see you next week. Enjoy your week. Watch as much tatty TV that you can watch. Uh, and get, email in with the worst human beings on planet Earth and why all of them are the real housewives of Orange County. 